0: Thank mm-hmm. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 124 of the WW Bro podcast with me, your host, comedian Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. As always, you can find the podcast at WWBROpodcast.podbean.com, as well as on iTunes, and also now we're on iHeartRadio. Subscribe on iTunes, though. Give us the five-star rating review. I love Reading your reviews, love sharing, especially now. Love doing the humble brags and bragging about how awesome you guys are. So definitely check that out. I'm putting out bonus content, bonus episodes on Patreon. To become a Bro Podcast Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash Bro Podcast. $5 donation gets you all the bonus episodes as well as a 39-minute set. I never released. It's up there. You guys can check it out. It's from 2015, a DVD I was recording, never happened, but the, the footage is up there, so definitely go check that out. It's, uh, it was a blast to do, and um, you, you're a Patreon member, you could listen to it. Um, very happy this week to be joined by a good friend of mine, comedian, Arnold
1: professional, Palmer.
0: <laughs> professional <laughs> wrestler, Dan Barry. Hey, What's going hey, on, Dan? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I thought I'd bring... You know, people watching on live, and you know, at home, they don't know that you're just sitting there staring at your Ronald Palmer. Um, But I figured I'll bring you in, because I do my weigh-in results each week, if you want to... I don't know if it doesn't really chime in about...
1: No, I mean, go on. Go, I, I think you uh give your weigh-in results. You want to yeah, you about. can just go... Meh, meh, meh. I, I was up 1.2 this week. Just cancel your subscription to the way he watches. <laughs> Uh, the minute you gain, isn't that the rule? Like you just get ex you get voted off the island? Is that what happens? <laughs> We're here to weight loss, not weight gain, Ant- I man. failed everybody.
0: Oh, That's man. exactly That's what happened. I'm sorry, Dan. Oh, please. please. I failed you.
1: I failed uh I had money on this one. And now, did you? you now I owe a bookie a lot. I might lose my home.
0: Uh, what am I gonna do now, man? I don't know. Kind of like yeah, I
1: guess I pull up an air mattress in the man-child
0: Studio. Yeah, you could sleep in this room, I and mean, this is gonna be it. You know, you could, I have a Christmas tree over here if you want to set that up and be festive all year round. I do.
1: It should be a year long tree. It
0: should, right? Yeah. I, I I believe me. There was times I was like, you know what? I should just keep this up for the whole time.
1: I I've seen offices that do that, and they make it like the seasonal. Like every month, it's the month. Tree. Oh really? Yeah, and then I just think like. How much more effort that is to buy decorations and put those away? <laughs> then what are you doing? At some point it's easier to take the tree down than it yeah. is to buy Oh, it's April. We gotta we gotta put the April decorations on. <laughs> What's the April decorations? Oh flowers and some raindrops. It's very nice. Yeah.
0: Uh the tribe has spoken. Alright, there we go, right there. <laughs> Um, uh, but no, I'm still down one ninety
1: eight point six. Yeah, no, you've done great. I'm just, uh, what do you attribute the weight gain to? If you were to look back objectively
0: at this week, honestly, I mean, during this whole quarantine, has been difficult. And yeah. what I've, what I've narrowed it down to is I'm not burning as many calories as I was burning before. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the gym, I burn anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred calories per workout. Now, the stuff I'm doing at home. I mean, it's, it's, I'm moving and I'm keeping, you know, the joints going and everything. I think it's more just keeping movement, but it's, I'm burning like 500, 600 calories. So, I mean, it's almost a thousand calories that I'm not burning a day. Yeah. And I'm confident that once I get back into the gym, I I will be, you'll
1: see see a loss.
0: I'll see a loss again. So, and and, you know, it, it is, I mean, it gets harder as it goes on. I've talked about that before. I mean, anybody who's tried to lose weight, um, could definitely see that, uh, Oh, Timothy Thompson here says love, love Dan's
1: new show with Carr. We'll talk about that later. The tremendously awkward podcast. So they're, they're loving that show right there. We got a couple of uh,
0: we got a couple of things here. We'll say uh, Donna says hi, Anthony. Hey Donna, how are you? Let's see what else we got here. Um, I went from twelve to eighteen. I don't know what that means. Back okay. to thirteen now.
1: I guess maybe he's pounds lost. Yeah, I would, okay. I think it's about weight loss.
0: Oh, okay. well, it's a weight loss podcast. So yeah, I mean that's really. I mean
1: that's the. <laughs> we he should... didn't change his age.
0: <laughs> no, I, so I think we're okay with that. I think we're. I think we're good. Um, but no, I mean it is what it is. I'm not going to get upset about it. I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to you know. I can't. I can't throw. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to quit. Yeah. I'm just going to uh, keep moving you should. forward. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: <laughs> I should. If that's the message we, message we can give tonight from anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. When the going gets tough, just get going. Just that's, get going. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. Um,
0: and if you guys can see, we'll talk about the podcast later. But right above Dan's head on the live feed is all the places you can find the Tremendously Awkward Podcast. And definitely check it out. I love it. I love listening to it. I like listening to... Um, I know both Dan and Bill, I know Dan much better than Bill though, but it's, it's still, it's funny. he's a wild those, animal. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's awesome to hear those stories. We'll get
1: into your whole wrestling and, and everything you're doing later. Sure. Um, just how you holding up, man? I'm how, good, man. I, um, you know, just, uh, I can't pretend there wasn't like a huge bout of depression, uh, on March. What was it? When I was supposed to leave the 12th, um, for um, Ireland, right? Yeah. Oh Yeah. I feel like I've told that story. I didn't tell a story in your podcast, but I've told the story enough. If you want, I can tell it because I don't care. But yeah. uh, I was on a plane to Ireland that was waiting to leave when uh, Trump made the announcement that we were uh, they were doing a uh, travel ban. Okay. Um, and I'm not, this isn't like a political, I'm not politicizing this. <laughs> he got information out as quick as he could to the people who need to hear it. Yeah. And as a result, I'm sitting in a plane at 9 o'clock. The door had just closed. I have my headphones on. I was very drunk watching Frozen 2 on the plane. And all of a sudden, the captain comes over the announcements and says, and I quote, folks, at this point, you know more than we do. That is not something you ever want to hear when you're sitting on a plane. No way, the captain say that. I went, What am I allowed to swear in this? You swear? I'll not to- really, no. Okay. I, I said, What the hell is going on? That's not what I said, but you know what I mean. Yes. People can get the idea of what you said. So I took the uh, noise canceling headphones off and I turned, and it was mayhem. People were pulling things out of the overheads. People were yelling at their kids, like waking them up and dragging out the plane as they're crying. It was crazy. So I <laughs> turned my phone back on because I'm somebody who, and if you're someone who flies yeah. and you don't turn your phone off when they close the door, you're just being a rebel for no reason. For me, I was like, oh, I'm drunk. I'm on a plane. I'm about to go to sleep. Put my phone on, t- turn my phone off, put it in the little cubby. I had a whole row to myself yeah. on an a cross-Atlantic flight, which never happens. I had my legs up. I was so happy. And I had to turn on my phone to see 400 text messages of, oh, my God, I hope you haven't left. I hope you haven't left. So the
0: travel ban started like it's a travel ban. Everything's just banned. Even, like,
1: well, the way it was worded, um, and it's word, it was worded this way, and, again, I'm saying this as, you know, uh, I don't want to make, I'm not trying to politicize this, No, no. It no. was worded in such a way that it wasn't completely clear what the standards were. Okay. So the, what was stated was people from Europe, except the UK, will not be allowed into America. So you could go to Europe. You can go to Europe, you won't be able to come back. Here's the thing. Americans could come back. Okay. But that was not in the initial message. So the okay. initial message, and then also Ireland was not included in that. You might message. want to lead with that, guys, next time. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Here's the thing. They didn't custom make that program to Dan Barry, and that's what upset me the most. I don't know if you know this. I'm an international superstar. Um, yeah. But it, for me, it was rough because it's like I had four comedy shows, two wrestling shows, and I was coming home. And it was a, a good amount of money that I was no longer going to be getting at this point. Well,
0: that's I mean, you know, yeah. all
1: around, it's like that. I mean, yeah. everything's canceled.
0: You know, as comedians, we're we're not working. We're, yeah. We're not, you know, and I'm lucky to have a day job. I mean, you're lucky to have a job as well. Yeah, I still lost 35% of my
1: yearly income.
0: No, I'm not saying that. No, I mean, no, good, I'm not, I'm not but, minimizing
1: the point. Yeah. I'm, it's more like, yes, I'm glad that I'm not going to lose my home. I lost about the same. Yeah. I mean,
0: with, with, you know, comedy wasn't my full income, but it was a huge chunk of, it was a nice chunk of what I made. It was it paid for a lot of things. It paid for a lot of extra things. It paid for, you know, just, it was just money coming in. I mean, is it's, and plus it's what I love to do. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, they should have left. They should have led with that. that you Yeah.
1: Know. It's, it's a little bit of a concerning point. Um, but then, uh, so now I'm getting off the plane. I'm going to do my best. I won't swear during this part. Okay. But there's a chance that I might almost, I'll, I'll stop myself. You're getting off the plane and the lady goes, uh, you can't just leave. We have to check you off. And I said, what do you mean you have to check me off? And she goes, we need to know how many souls are on board. And that's never a sentence you want to hear. You're like, wait, that's like industry terms. I don't need to, just say people to me. I'm not a <laughs> pilot. I don't know your industry terms. So we had to wait in the jet bridge, this long line of people, 100 or so people getting off the plane. And one entitled woman <laughs> just started yelling at a 65-year-old Delta employee who found out the information the very moment we did, yeah, you all found it at the same time, screaming at her, saying, "This is unacceptable. You need to tell me what's happening right now." And this woman goes, "Ma'am, we don't even know. Like we, we found out and we stopped the plane. And said this, we could sort this out, so you don't get stuck in the middle of the Atlantic, finding out you don't know if you're going to get home. Seriously. So this woman starts screaming. So the woman behind her, who's on the line, goes, "Ma'am, she doesn't know." And the lady turns around and goes. Uh, if I wanted to hear, if I wanted to give your answer, I would have asked you the question. She swore in there, but that's what she basically said to the. So then I, being drunk, <laughs> decide it's my job to stand up for the civilians. I, I like on where you're going with this. I, I do. So I said, so first thing I said was, hey, shut up, get in the back of the line. Because okay. that's all I wanted. That was my initial, now maybe too aggressive initially. She goes, I wasn't talking to you. I said, lady, you're not important. No one cares about you. <laughs> she then said, I'm the most important person on this plane, which bothered me more. Cause we weren't on the plane anymore. We were on the jet bridge. So I was a little upset by that point. And then, um, I don't know. This might offend people. I hope it doesn't. It might. Okay. I said, uh, lady, you could die on Christmas and your family would step over your body to open their presents. see I love that because that's something I would yeah there was I didn't swear in that moment I just what I said to her and she just stared at me and then she said F you and then went to the back of the line so now I am walking up to the 65 year old woman who was getting yelled at by Mm -hmm. this other person and I'm like my my thought was, like, pff, conquering hero. So I walked over. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am, about what happened before. And she looked at me like I was a monster because I forgot I'm a 220-pound pro wrestler just yelling at people on a jet bridge. Yeah. And she was petrified. You might
0: want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it
1: wasn't a good time. But. You might want to <laughs> not do that. Yeah, no. I But you also, like, I'm, you know. But I get it, though. No, listen, I would have had the same thing. I as, five Jamesons to the wind at that point. I, I
0: told the story on here a couple of weeks ago where I yelled at a woman at Trader Joe's for cutting the line. And, there, you know, the poor guy in the rain was just standing there looking at her. And I, and she said, does it matter? I go, maybe to him who's standing in the rain. Maybe matters yeah. to him. And listen, obviously, you're sitting here. I, I yeah. know, I'm not worried about anything anymore. Yeah. Dan's actually the first guest I've had back in the studio since the pandemic happened. And, I mean, I would have had him. He could have been here the day after they announced it, I really wouldn't have cared. Um, not to say it wasn't real. I just, I don't have the brain capacity to to acknowledge and accept things. like I, that. I quarantined myself <laughs> at home for quite yeah. a while. I, I'm saying, look, I'm, yeah, I just don't have the, the capacity to to handle that. Um, but like, see, I don't. I don't I'm not. I'm okay with this because she annoyed me. She was too close to me. and I told her. I said, "That's not six feet. I need you to get away from me. I don't <laughs> want you near me."
1: At this point, point, it didn't matter. Quarantine could be over. You're like, I want you six feet away from me. Well, you know me, me, Dan. I mean, I've been in quarantine since you've known me. Yeah, yeah. nobody touches Anthony (laughs) Domenico unless he invites them into the circle. (laughs) That's really... I remember was somebody pat him on the back once, uh, an open micer, and we were sitting <laughs> near him. I was like, oh, here we go. That's all I said out loud. And you're like, this is the Anthony. It's like, why are you touching me for? Why are you going to touch me? I don't know why you're touching me. <laughs> it's like his hands go up, and he's like, hey, you don't need to, you can just say hi. You can wave at me. Like, it's not.
0: <laughs> so I like having my friends on, because you guys, you know, they don't know this side of me. They they, they just see the guy, They know the guy that comes on and, and
1: tells about his week on WW and
0: tries to motivate them and inspire them. But there's a whole other, uh, whole other side. There's a
1: dichotomy in people. Oh, um, there is. Like, you are someone who is both inspiring and working hard and doing your thing, and bro yeah. is a great thing. There's also the side of you that is, please don't touch me unless I tell you you can touch me. Like, that's a real thing. <laughs> that's okay. I'm... Nice jovial fun, Dan Barry. I'm also drunk on a jet, drunk on a jet bridge, yelling at people on a plane. There That's is also real. There is uh, both sides of it. Yeah, absolutely. There's good and bad in everybody. I never turned off my
0: notifications on my phone before I did this, which is really smart. Because now my my notifications are coming down on on the live feed.
1: Oh boy, I really hope some of them are questionable. <laughs> I uh, I never. I should have just turned off, like you know, not, do not disturb. Yeah, don't mind do not disturb. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't do that. Well, let's see what happens. Feel free if you're watching this. send a text message. Don't send a text message. message. I'm very offensive. I was kidding. Please <laughs> do so,
0: um No, I won't, nothing really will come up on that. Just, um, just it's just gonna be funny for the uh, the YouTube and the, um, the IG IGTV feed. Gotcha. Bear with me, guys. I know each week it's something different. You know, it's either it's the audio's <laughs> not right or the the feed. I'm I'm really trying to do new things with with this whole setup, but I thought this week would be the one I had it all mastered. But obviously, that's not the I case. I empathize
1: wholeheartedly with you.
0: <laughs> I really, I wanted it to, to, yeah. You do a podcast. I mean,
1: it's yeah. never easy. There's always something that you don't understand feel, why. I, I,
0: and I said to myself before I put the phone on there, I said, make sure you put do not disturb on. Yeah, we're we're. Chatting. And that's but I was happened. also, the, then I plugged the microphone in. And it wasn't the microphone. My microphone wasn't
1: working. Because I didn't go
0: into the settings because I haven't used a second mic on here yet to actually go in.
1: It's a never ending struggle. The struggle's real, man my my partner bill had uh bought a brand new usb microphone really excited to use it set yeah. it all up started he had the microphone the headphones started the video feed i said hello to him and all you heard was this horrific hello <laughs> like the noise was so bad i was like oh bill no we have to you're just gonna have to yell into your phone some more yeah this isn't gonna work for I'm me i'm
0: lucky i'm not you know i'm i'm lucky i'm not uh what do you call it I'm i'm not more popular where I would get more notifications. Kevin says, before you know it, you'll start another podcast about tech advice. You know, that'd be pretty funny, actually, if I, uh, <laughs> a lot of people think this is what would happen. Well, let me it. tell you, let me explain to you how, how you do things in the yeah. podcast world. But um, Can I mean, we just call it mansplaining? And we we'll just tell you how to do all your old jobs? With Anthony DiDomenico, yeah. And
1: I'll yeah. just tell you how to do things. Now that I grill, I, I'm a man now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have, like, your big, uh, your setup outside. And that's so all you... Uh, your brother was smoking meat over the weekend. Yeah, we. My brother. Oof.
0: My brother got a pit back. We actually, me, my dad, and my sister in law chipped in, got him it for Father's Day. We gave him an early Father's Day present because he he's he's he was going to buy it himself. So like, you know what? You shouldn't you know, these days. You know, Father's Day, birthdays, all these things come around. You know, you never really have to get somebody. because so I think it's really rare. And my brother too never. My brother's never like I want this. Like he's never like. He's not like me. I want something. I, I need to, I am like a child. You're also the person that wants something. You buy it that day. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, brother's, my brother's not like that, right? My brother's a responsible adult with three children, a house, and a business. So he can't be. Um, yeah. He, he can't just
1: go out and buy smokers.
0: He doesn't throw caution to the wind sometimes, but he was going to buy it. And so my sister was like, okay, what was, how, would you want to go in all in on it? I said, yeah, definitely. I was actually thinking about it anyway. Uh, and the thing's awesome. His, his friend Rob has one. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It cooks, you know, it's, it's just a barrel. Really. Yeah. It's a barrel it's, with it's like a,
1: the two hooks so you can hang the meat. Hooks. I probably got
0: all the accessories for it of too. He, he went, yeah. he, he went ham one night just and bought everything, uh, which it, it was a lot of fun. We, we did a, a prime rib, not a prime, uh, ribeye the other night. Yeah, ribeye. And, uh, it's, you know what I, it's, it to me, especially now during the quarantine, I think it's important to find other things to do. And for me, it's been grilling and I find that I'm also eating healthier
1: as I'm grilling. Yeah, it's a lot easier to not cook garbage because most of the garbage that you cook is cooked in such a way, like, you know, you need a fryer or you need a um, you need to cook it with oil, and you can't cook oil on a grill. No, <laughs> it's just it's it's the it's the
0: coals, yeah. it's, the, it's yeah. the, the, the grill, and and I bought a Weber kettle. I bought a basic one, an 18 inch. So it's a small grill. Yeah. I mean that's just just me. I even smoke things in there too. Uh, I, I watch YouTube videos
1: on it all the time. I'm obsessed with it. My thing is, I bought a um, when I bought my house, I bought a grill that has like a kerosene grill. I was really excited to have this kerosene grill. And then like the more I thought about it now as I'm home and I can look things up on the internet, I wish I had just like, um, like a charcoal grill where I could get like the, not like just like, um, not the briquettes, but like the, whatever the, the coal that's just sort of like lump coal. I guess. Lump coal, cool. Yeah. Lump coal. Uh, I wish I had done that instead of, you could still get that. Right. But I can't now because I don't have money. <laughs> so at the oh. time I could have, <laughs> Um, so make sure you listen to Dan's podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have a sponsorship deal with Anchor Podcast, so you can uh, just go to Is that. Is that what
0: you're on? You're on. Where can they find your podcast? We'll talk about the end, too, but where can they find the podcast? We'll, um, we'll listen. Yeah, yeah. My, uh,
1: So the, uh, we'll talk a bit about it. The Tremendously okay. Awkward Podcast. It's on um, everything from Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, to iHeartRadio, Spotify. Um, every podcasting app you can possibly find yeah. it on, aside from Pandora, yet yet we'll get cover for you pandora we're we're getting there um it is everything from just me and my friend talking we do movie reviews it's called beauty and the number of the beast where we review either a disney movie or a horror aka really bad movie okay um I pick Disney movies. My friend picks actual graphic horror movies. Uh, yeah. We are very... We, our language is explicit sometimes, and the def- descriptions of the movies is pretty explicit. Um, and then we do uh, Remember That Match. So I've been a pro wrestler for 20 okay. years, and what we do is we live watch a match on the podcast, and you're invited to watch those it. Are those are my favorite when you guys...
0: And, I. I you know, the one you did recently... One of the first ones you did was um, when it was you guys uh, versus the Young Bucks and Kevin Owens. Yeah. So... What I got from that was, which was they didn't tell you you were wrestling them that night?
1: So we knew we were wrestling the Young Bucks. Okay. We didn't know we were wrestling Kevin Owens.
0: And if you guys don't know, if you're not a wrestling fans, Kevin Owens is in the WWE. He's been a yeah. former uh, Intercontinental Champion, NXT Champion, uh, United States Champion. He's he's one of the, the big faces of WWE. And Dan has actually wrestled him, which is yeah. which is awesome.
1: And I wrestled the Young Bucks, who are the people who own AEW, which is on Wednesdays, um, mm-hmm. and it is uh, on TNT. And at the time, they were two, they were the three like best on the independents. Yeah. And what happened was that we were supposed to wrestle the Young Bucks, and my friend Biff was supposed, to, or Oni Oni Lorkin in NXT was supposed to wrestle Kevin Owens, but it, it was Kevin's last weekend on the Indies, and he's like, I want to team with my buddies and. Yeah, uh, so at the, uh, the day of the show, they're like, "We're gonna make it a six man, and we are gonna be the main event." But the funny thing was, it was funny
0: because you said this like they showed up with the same gear. Like, yeah, they they, yeah. So they, they, showed, they doing this. It they,
1: was like, they showed <laughs> up with like matching gear and as if to be like, "No, this is what we're doing." Like, there was no seconds about what was like, about to happen. Yeah, they, it made it
0: like they were gonna throw it together, but like no, no, they showed up with the same the yeah. same rate, uh, like oh,
1: matching outfits. What do you know? <laughs> and then uh, me and Bill. Uh, we were, like, pitching that six-man anyway. We had been pitching it, and he was like, no, that's too much money in the main event. You don't okay. want to put all of your big-name talent in the main event. And I was like, no, yeah, you do. You have a four-hour show. Like, you want people to be there at the end. Yeah. And then um, we ended up having a match where... We found out that day was going to happen, which is fine. Uh, but then, in the middle of the match, I dove off a balcony, which nobody knew I was going to do. And there was a lot of like random fun things that happened. But it was one of my favorite matches because uh, it helped establish that we could actually be uh, a functional tag team against top talent.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and you have a match where you actually beat the Young Bucks. Yeah, I have uh, two. Two matches where you beat the Young Bucks. And, I mean, that can considered one of the best tag teams in the world. Not just in, you know, AEW or, yeah. or in the world. They're, they're um, a big money tag team. Traveled the world, winning titles all over the world, and you could say that you have two victories over them. I have two victories
1: over them. They have uh, two victories over me. we got to find that tiebreaker. No, we don't. I mean, Why don't give, give
0: Dan and Bill a call? Yeah. Bring them bring down. They can go, go on AEW, and we can have
1: the, uh, the tiebreaker. It's about time. Uh, the fans have not been clamoring for it, but I have, and I, <laughs> I need the money at this point. And it'd be just cool that I could say that I know somebody in, in AEW. The favorite was uh so New Japan Pro Wrestling is the IWGP tag titles. Yeah. That's um IWG it's just the what they call their belts. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a team called the Kingdom that had them and we wrestled the kingdom and we lost, but in the beginning of the match they kind of show the belts to people and we took the belts and held them. And someone took a picture and put new IWGP Tag Team Champions. Oh, hilarious. And that day, I got like a 1,000 more followers. (laughs) It was like the funniest.
0: (laughs) And new. Yeah, and there was
1: like questions like, did they change hands on like an indie show? It's like, no, Dan and Bill just decided to be idiots and steal the belts and show them. As if. As if.
0: But yeah, if you you
1: like wrestling comedy, if you like um, uh, movies, movie reviews. Teach Tremendous, tremendously awkward podcast. Um, everything from again Apple Podcast to and just uh, and Bill's one hard. of the most interesting human beings in the world. He's the craziest human being. I've ever
0: I, I love listening to him talk and his views on things. I
1: mean, I, I'm sucked in. I, I'm he's he is an animal. He has <laughs> he and I uh, have done thousands of miles just driving, and I've never heard the same story twice. And the best part is is that you don't know if some of them are true. <laughs> like, there's, there's no guarantee. He does like to riff. And then you will ask him about it six months later and he'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, and with with, with with
0: with Bill too, Bill's Bill was signed by WWE. He was an FCW. He was what this they have the same time guys like Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, yeah. uh, Dean Ambrose. Ray
1: Wyatt. Um, Ray Wyatt. Uh EC three before he became EC three. And then you have um you know, he was there a laundry long, list of talent. So that that, that AJ the Lee, the documentary uh, that just
0: came out about it. He was like there during that time. Yeah. Right? And
1: you have any idea how much we make fun of him that he wasn't in it <laughs> There's two, my two favorite stories about Bill and FCW. Is that he was like the, they called him like the uh, mascot because they would have wrestling matches. And before the match, they'd be like, I bet you can't eat a whole bag of jelly beans. <laughs> he would just do it. And then he'd wrestle and puke. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what did you expect to happen here, Bill? Like That's not what life is like. Um, but he also, uh, you know, he was down there for that time. But then his person we're closest with was Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. It was like that was like his. That's insane. Ricky Steamboat took to Bill Carr and they started talking. They started talking. Bill gets to let go. Years down the line, we're at an indie show and Ricky Steamboat's there. And Bill's like, man, it's going to be really good to see Ricky Steamboat. I haven't seen him in years and like whatever. And I, over the course of my wrestling career, I'd heard Bill say <laughs> numerous times, like me and Ricky Steamboat are like buddies. So we get to the show. And there's Ricky Steamboat, and he like beelines to Ricky. He goes, "Hey, Ricky!" And he goes to say, "Nice to see you." And then Ricky goes, "Hi, Ricky. What's your name?" Oh, Oh. (laughs) 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 my soul, I could not stop laughing (laughs) i told that story we wrestled that night brodus clay and valvinus and i could not i told them that them that story like three times that night you know and i think it's great i think maybe it's the same with pro wrestling as it
0: is with comedians like that happened to any one of us as a comedian we okay we do open for famous people and if like oh my god there's a guy and we go over to them like hey and they did that to us we wouldn't we would piss our pants laughing I have two of those,
1: and one's Jay Moore and one's Ari Shafir. I've opened for them both. Yeah. The first time I opened for for Jay Moore, I got his phone number. He was sending me funny pictures, like whatever. Saw him like two, three months later. He had no clue who I was. <laughs> and then the same with Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir was the same, like we we did a show, whatever. And I saw him like four months down the line, and he had no clue who, no who I was. No clue who you are. And I loved it. It's like To me, it's like, hell yeah. I'm well, still I mean, useless.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we've been in this business for, for a while now. I mean, I, I had 10 years in comedy, and you're not too far behind I'm, with that.
1: Yeah, I started 2011, February 2011. I
0: remember you you asked me after one of the old mics, "Have any advice?" I just said, "Write and get up." I just really really yeah.
1: That's everyone that says to me. Actually, my, is, my two favorites were John Truson. Uh, when I was asked if there was a light, he looked at me. He was, get a watch. I got and the then, same response, and then um. I spoke to everybody. I I did the first my first open mic, and I was like, any advice? And like, just write and get up. It's like, oh, you didn't you didn't even watch it. No, <laughs> that, that was my as a say they were wrestling though. It's like what's the same
0: thing. Yeah, I mean, my first my first time on stage ever was the Governor's Open Mic, and Truson was used to host it, and he was going over his speech. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a moron. Do your time. Yeah. <laughs> Dress like a big boy. He's going over the whole this whole <laughs> spiel. And he goes, in seven minutes. And he goes, and don't go over. You're banned. He's doing, you know, he goes, the whole thing. And I go, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, how, how do I know when, when it's seven minutes? He goes, yeah, have a watch. <laughs> and I go, no. Buy one, <laughs> yeah, baby. He just
1: walked out. <laughs> he just the yeah, best part. He doesn't really even make eye contact. He nope, chooses gum and walks. Chooses out. gum and looks away from you, and he's just and it's not. It's just a joking haze thing. Yeah, but man. When you are first starting, that is so intimidating. Well, John
0: Ziegler tells the story: the first time he was left alone in the room with Tristan,
1: and he just turns up and goes, "I been doing comedy a long time." And Tristan,
0: not even makes eye contact, looking forward. Goes, "Yeah, long time," and gets up and walks out. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect! And it's funny now because we're we're friends with Tru's. We hang out with him. We've got, you know, we have real conversations with him. I remember the first time I had a real conversation with him. I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. Like, he still intimidates me. He does me too. I can still get intimidated. I like
1: John a lot. I actually, I really like John. Uh, Being in the same room with him is sometimes intimidating, where you feel like you have to have a conversation, and then you also. Like the conversation can't the minute it goes in a way that he doesn't like, yeah, that conversation's over. It's over, and he's gone, and it's like he'll just leave the room with no, with like just a cloud of dust in his jeans behind. Just the
0: <laughs> yep, it's, it's and it's it's and it's, it's he's helped me a lot with comedy, and he's given me some of the best advice I've ever gotten. But you know, definitely, and guys like that, I think you know, probably have guys like that in wrestling too.
1: Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of people, a lot of people yeah. wrestling like who are just really nice to you. But like not, but like the minute that conversation's over, it's like there's no, yeah, there's no nothing nice about it. It's just all right, bye. So you, you said you were wrestling for twenty years. Yeah. How
0: how do you get into professional like professional wrestling? Because to me that's that's one of those things that you know you as a kid you want to be, and then like how do you actually take that step to be a professional wrestler? So
1: I um, I you know like I did the backyard wrestling. I did like that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did a a year of amateur and um. Then they told me to lose weight, and I refused. <laughs> I was 130 pounds. Like where was it going? Um, and I got uh, to a point where I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I was obsessed, obsessed with it. I got into a car accident when I was 16 years old, so I had a little bit of money from the car accident. I was like, "Well, I'm going to use it to join a wrestling school." And my mom's like, "Invest," and I'm like, "You're an idiot." And so. <laughs> Uh so I'm a wrestling a school a wrestling school had opened up in Hicksville uh called New York Wrestling Connection and um a person who went to high school with um me her brother was a wrestler there his name was Vito uh and okay. Vito, you might you might even know him but I don't want to say his name well Vito Triolo Yeah yeah I don't Yeah he was a wrestler for a little bit and then his sister was going there and she's like you should go and then I signed up. Uh, my mom had to sign the waiver for me and uh, so November of 2000 I started wrestling and that might the date might be wrong. I don't really I'm not good with dates. But yeah, so uh, I just signed up and then I got my butt kicked for several months and then one day they're like, "Oh, he's not quitting." Now I I heard that's
0: like part of that the the like the initiation almost, like because when when Hulk, Hulk Hogan tells a story, but when he went to wrestling schools, first day they broke his leg. Oh, because like
1: yeah, because he was he was like I'm gonna be a wrestler, famous wrestler, and they humbled him, and then he showed up again, and, and they, they're like, oh okay.
0: So he you know, and people know about Hogan. He came up like in the old school. Like mm-hmm. he really came up in the old school. Like with the, and uh, so, I was, so you just got beat up a little bit they, they didn't break your leg oh i broke my orbital bone i oh, had you, my I nose you, I, broken. I know you yeah. broken but i'm saying like as far as like the beginning of the initiation or hazing into professional wrestling yeah it's
1: a little it was a little different when i got in i still got hazed i still got um they would do things like there was a, a 400 pound wrestler there uh and they would do so you pro wrestling is real wrestling where you are lighter on some of the moves you're not really hurting people yeah not blind. so you had to air you know, i had to shoot fight like without punches and kicks just uh well i'll call it like a jujitsu amateur wrestling okay. style but whatever um we had to pin or tap somebody out uh and they would put me with the 400 pound guy because they were like yeah like whatever like we'll make the 130 pound kid quit and that, bo- that bothers you when people call it fake I'm assuming. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not of the mindset that like the the word fake is like a swear word to pro wrestlers. I don't you think you like that. Yeah, done Jim Cornette. No, um Jim Cornette and I agree in a lot of things, but not a lot of things. um
0: damn <laughs> fake. Damn.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, you call it fake? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I think of it's a it's a live action stunt show, right? Well, yeah. Uh, but everything well, we're doing, uh, is we understand we're not trying to hurt each other. But you will get hurt. Well, name, name the name, just name your injuries. I mean,
0: how fake it is. I mean, Uh, several
1: concussions, broken orbital bone, broken nose. I had my teeth knocked out. I broke my jaw. My collarbone broke. My uh, dislocated, separated my AC joint, uh, torn labrum, uh, broken elbow, broken fingers. If you look, uh, I don't know if you can see, but like my two pointer fingers, one of them just kind of goes in its own direction. Um, Broken knuckles, broken hand, uh, going down, cracked ribs. uh, I have. Um, (laughs) I herniated discs in my lower back. Uh, I have dislocated my right hip. Uh, I have no meniscus in my right knee. I have um, a mild uh, tear in my ACL, which is fine now, I think. (laughs) I can't afford doctors. Uh, Broke my ankle, broke my foot, broke my toes, um, cracked my heel. I broke my elbow literally New Year's Day this year. Really? Yeah. I did a a moonsault backflip, and I... I landed in such a way that my chest hit and my legs were nowhere near the ground. So I just kept rotating and I just landed directly in the point of my elbow. Oof. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. I, if you ever, there's a clip of it online somewhere. You can literally just see me like grab my elbow and go, um, oh, swear. And then like walk away. Cause I'm mad. Cause I'm like, of course this happened. Like it's five minutes into the match. <laughs> I hurt myself. And then I wrestled for 25 minutes in a fans-bring-the-weapons match. Oh, that's, that and, uh, was uh, miserable. I have a chunk of my back missing. That's another thing. I have a chunk of my I got a tattoo on my back, and uh, a chunk of it is now missing because a piece of my skin came out in the match. What would you get hit with? I fell on something. What would you fall on? Uh, Legos and thumbtacks. <laughs> oh, my god! I stepped on
0: Legos. I know exactly. It was
1: one of the worst. Like I was like, well, I'm going to do this perfect. And then you do it, and you're like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. And then... That's insane. That's uh, saying a lot.
0: Brian wants to know, Dan, in a Royal Rumble between your brothers, who wins?
1: So Brian Weinstein, I've known for my entire life. Okay, um, he grew up across the street from my best friend. Um, between me and my brothers in the Royal Rumble, I would kill all of them. I mean that in the nicest way possible. You're my, professional. My brother, my <laughs> oldest brother is a priest. My youngest brother is a computer science major. <laughs> the middle one's the only trouble. But in a Royal Rumble, they're all gone. They are just that's whatever. I you know just it? said I amateur wrestled a 400 pound man in training when I was 130 pounds. I'm 220 now. I, you're, I'm a hard man to move. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Like as as comedians, as the comics, you, when you started
0: coming around and we get get to know you, like we never knew like you were like athletic. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows that. No one knows that. you like would come that. in and you'd be like,
1: oh, I, I, like limping,
0: barely walking. Like I'm like, how does I wrestle? And then the first time I saw you wrestle, like you were like. Doing flips off the rope. I was like, oh my God, this is... De-. And then now I knew why you came in the next night yeah. to the show. The law of conservation of energy. Yeah, yeah you were just like... Uh, and then he's eating like, you know... uh chicken parm and fries and I'm eating broccoli and chicken. And
1: <laughs> yeah, you're trying to eat healthy. I'm just eating whatever. And it's just like, uh, but then,
0: you know, you get in the ring and you, you you're flying around. You, the, the, the spot you do off the ropes where like
1: you, I don't know, you hit your legs and you flip over again. Which or, one the so I do two of them. One is I jump forward. I rest my shins on the top rope and then I do a front roll. No. The and then there's one. one where I jump, yes. I turn 180, I plant my, like my hamstrings on the ropes and I do a backflip. That's the one I like. Yeah. Um, it's called 180 Arabian press mode, is okay. what I call it. Um, I just did it one day, <laughs> like, so I used to be like way more. Like you see, I'm I'm, I'm very agile athletic, now. Yeah. I used to be way more. I used to be able to do way more, and then I hurt my knee, and then that was like I couldn't do half of what I was doing, and then so I had to work around it, and I developed a style I have now where it's like the surprise athleticism that yeah. people seem to never anticipate, and it pops because out of nowhere, and it's, it, it works. Yeah, my, my favorite is a move called a Fosbury flop. So um, it's from the high jump where you run and then you jump and you arch your back. So um, when people see me wrestle, uh, I'll be wrestling. So I wrestled a guy named Brian Cage, uh, who's a giant muscular man. He's
0: now, he's, yeah, he's feuding with Dean Ambrose in, in AEW. Yeah.
1: And he is a giant muscular man. I called the match and I was like, yeah, I'll just do a Fosbury flop. And he looked at me and he's like, no, but really, and I was like, no but really and he can't, like he was really mad at me for a little bit and then uh, to be even worse i was like fine i'll do a fosbury flop throw you in. i'm gonna do a shooting star and i'm gonna go for a pin kick out too yeah. and he goes huh send so him at the spot comes i keep calling he doesn't believe i'm gonna do it and then i do it land on my feet pick him up throw him in jump to the top rope do a shooting star press hit one two he goes as i'm pinning him he goes holy sh- you really can do that <laughs> and he started laughing uh Well, my I know my nephews were
0: every they've seen you a couple of times. They they were uh, amazed at some of the stuff you're doing and, you know they watch it on TV and then actually see it live. And my nephew Luki is obsessed with I forget what her name is. She was the they called the alien Chris Statlander. Yeah, my good friend. He is obsessed with her. Like he and I show him like her videos and stuff with AEW and he's like, where can I watch that? Where can I watch that? I'm like, well, the I told Dad to put it on AEW on Wednesday nights. But it, it's he like. And from the second she came out, he was like, "Oh my god, that's like my favorite." She is wrestler. probably one of the best wrestlers. She is. She was, and that night wrestlers, she was amazing. not female wrestlers. No, she wrestlers. is a phenomenal, so red, good res, um, wrestler.
1: A random wrestling fan after a show said, uh, "Uh, her and I were did a show, and we were walking to go get ice cream. Yeah, and we could, we were as close as me and you are, just walking." Some fan walked by and goes, oh, I think those two are dating. And we're just like, we're like, what? Like, <laughs> so we look back like them. So then the running joke was that like she was like, my secret uh, girlfriend. But then she uh, is dating somebody notably more handsome than me at this point. He's a very handsome man. I mean, I don't
0: even say that. I've seen him on Instagram. He is,
1: I actually interviewed him for the Tremendously Awkward Podcast. He's a wrestler as well? Yeah. he's uh, He uh, is a independent freelancer. Okay. He's actually a, is in a team called The Revolt. And uh, when I – mean, re- people who don't care about wrestling are not going to care about any of this. Yeah. But when the Revival left WWE, they were calling themselves the Revolt. And this yes. team was like, wait a second. We've been the role for role for a year, 10 years, I mean. Uh, so there's been, like, conflict. He is in the mid- team of that. Is He's- that why now it's FTR? Yeah.
0: Is the rest is –
1: Well, FTR, there was, they already trademarked, but they were going to be called okay. Fear the Revolt. And now okay. it's not Fear the Revolt. Um, if you don't care about wrestling, <laughs> this is already the no, worst I'm podcast kinda, you've ever of <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I'm making a segue in here because, Good. you know,
0: Dan does – I mean, it's it's crazy to think – and this is one of the reasons why I have you on. Like, you know, we'll get back to the whole, you know, my whole thing is, is being regimented and, and, and finding time in the day to plan out my, my meals and, and everything like that. And, you know, people are like, I don't have the time. But you, you're a guy who you work full time at, at a tough job, too. It's not an easy job yeah. that you have. You have yeah. a very hard job. You fly over the country for it. Yeah. So, you I mean, everything you do is basically you're, you're traveling. So you wrestle. And when, when when things are open, you're wrestling full time. You got a full time job. Comedy's full time though. How do you like? How do you fit all this in to like a life and
1: to, to be able to do things and and have time for yourself or right. anything? Well, it's 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 about being. Um, this is it's going to sound negative at first because yeah. every time maybe somebody hears this one word, they always think of it negatively. Uh, it's being selfish with your time. Okay. Um. I don't. I'm not somebody who. I'm not going to do something if I don't want to do it, right? So, if uh, that that even boils down to, there's negative elements of it too. We're like, oh, you're gonna you got booked on a show here, 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 but it's also this person's birthday. It's like, well, I'll see them next time. Like, yes. it's you know, I don't, I don't hold like even my birthday. My birthday, I, I once spent my my I spent my thirtieth birthday in a barn in the middle of nowhere, Texas, surrounded by horse crap because it was like that's what I this wasn't what I was doing. I was chasing my dreams, um. A lot of it just boils down to like understanding when you can do certain things. And there are things that have failed as a result of it. Like my diet fails whenever I am too aggressive at being on the road. So I do my best to try not to be the person that's like, oh, well, I'll just eat what I can when I can, which is most of my life, right? Yeah. Like um, there are a lot of times where, you know, I would do a comedy show on a Sunday. My plane had landed two hours before that. So I had had not eaten I was just driving yeah. straight there from the show. I literally put deodorant on in the parking lot, came in, did my bit, ate chicken parm and went home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's the, yeah. Uh, it also boils down to, you know, like um, you have to have people around you who are understanding and understand that like, this is, this is what I want to do. And, you know, this is going to impede on certain elements of my life. It's going to impede on um, family life, dating life, et cetera, yeah. everything. Uh, and you just have to, Either have the willpower to say I'm this is what I'm doing I don't care like this is what I've always wanted to do and I'm going to do it while I can, Um, or at some point you go you know what this is too much for me and it hasn't been too much for me yet.
0: No, I mean, and it's it's crazy because you you started comedy eight years ago. What what, what, how did you like want to add that in? Like, what was that? Like, were you thinking of stopping wrestling or you just wanted to do
1: both at the same Um, time? I'm a performer. Yeah. um my biggest thing right now is like so i was an actor growing up like i was in plays and uh i did a little bit in college and high school um elementary school whatever i i've been right now looking at like well how do i get back into acting and then i'm like when am i going to do this like and <laughs> so there are sacrifices you make like i have a job that travels me all over the country yeah i travel i'm on the road 80 percent of a year when i'm on the road I'm looking for wrestling, comedy bookings. I'm looking to find ways to link the two together. There are times where I'm gone for an entire month. You know, there's things that I do. Um, When I wanted to add comedy to my repertoire was because I felt like I had something to say. Yeah. And I feel like uh, with wrestling, you don't always have that. Now, the thing about comedy is I feel like I have something to say and then it turns out all I'm telling is just sex jokes and then I have to kind of, like, dial it back and back. That's not who I am, like... I am a totally different person than this. Yeah, um, I've seen
0: both sides of it, and it, yeah. it's,
1: it's it's great,
0: and it's funny. You wouldn't I've noticed both kind of like you know, disregard almost for the heckler in either either avenue of wrestling and then comedy. You shut them down like right away.
1: Yeah, I've been doing this for for for, for wrestling. It's been for twenty years, yeah. right? So like, I'm normally in my underwear wrestling. <laughs> And I have a microphone. Like, if you think fully dressed Dan Barry isn't confident enough to tell you to go to, yeah, you know, that, that's, I, I, I refuse. Here's my thing. I have very little limited time on this earth, mm-hmm. right? I'm not letting you impede on my time unless I've decided to let you impede on my time. I'm not going to let somebody just go, well, you know what? I want to do this now. Uh, I'm going to interrupt Dan's set because I have this poignant thing to say of calling him gay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to let you get that over me. I'm, this is my time. I'm okay. doing my thing. Don't ruin this for me.
0: That's, that's excellent. I and mean, that's the way it should be. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm not, I'm very good at heck also, but I'm just saying I've seen both sides and, you can see why you are so good with that because you've been doing professional wrestling for for twenty years. Right, I've had
1: people threaten to kill me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you I've can, had you people. can handle. You can handle. I, you know what uh, I mean? Like I've had like people at wrestling shows threaten to kill me. I'm not going to be upset if some guys just like, hey, you got fat. Yeah, it's like all right. Well, well Suno,
0: Susan's had a couple of
1: pinos. You can yeah, you can, you <laughs> can handle yeah. her. So sorry, it's your first night out without the kids in <laughs> nine years. It's not my problem. Like,
0: <laughs> you want to do some uh, listener questions? Yeah, let's here. do some listener questions. All you right. Have any? Um, yeah, we do, actually. This one's for me, actually. Any bonus stuff for the Patreon members to look forward to? More podcasts, more bonus podcasts. There'll be one out this Wednesday. Post your recipes. Um, I'm going to be start, going to start doing that. Um, some recipes. I, I don't know if I'm going to do that for YouTube. or for, I'm going to figure it out. But um, the, Every time I have a guest on, which now is two weeks in a row, there's going to be a bonus podcast episode on Wednesday, so you can get that at patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, someone also wants to know the hat I'm wearing right now. Uh, you consider selling that design. It looks awesome. Thank you. No, I'm not going to be selling this design. This is a hat I made for myself and my brother. Um, to sell this hat, it would cost way too much for you guys, and I would feel very bad asking for that amount of money for a hat.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a custom-made pop the, the yeah, out logo. It would, you can get a watered-down version where it's a trucker hat, where it's just like a I'll write it for you. I mean, if you guys want, I'll just write WW podcast on a hat and give it to you guys. I've drawn (laughs) pictures on white t-shirts and sold them. So, I mean, you can, you can achieve your dreams, folks. All right. So here's,
0: here's a question for you, Dan, which is better job, a wrestler or a comedian?
1: Uh, both of them are great and terrible at the same time. Um, I always say that I look at the cons of either. So the pros are okay. obvious. I get to perform. I get to do whatever uh, the cons are. One is physically damaging. One is mentally damaging. And I don't know which one's worse depending on the day. Um, I, I like wrestling. I just um, understand that that's a thing your body can't do forever. And what, what, what advice would you give somebody who's
0: looking to get into wrestling and comedy or or one or the other or actually both?
1: Um so a couple of things for wrestling, it's getting the shape first and then getting wrestling. Cause you, your body's going to go through some things that you are never expecting it to go through and your body's going to hurt and you're going to be miserable. And you're going to need to know what a piriformis stretch stretches. You're going to need to know where all these stretches are because you have to, your body is going through things that no human body is supposed to be doing. Um, with comedy, it is shut up and stop trying to be the funny person in the room because that's not the point. Your point is to learn until you are the funny person in the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are a lot of people going to into rest- comedy and I was fortunate cause wrestling and comedy are like parallel lines. Um, when I started, I think the reason that you guys were all real nice to me is because I was not trying to be something. I was not trying to put on a show.
0: I no, was like, you, hi,
1: how are you, Dan? Pleasure to meet you. Very
0: respectful. You, you, you walked in, you shook everybody's hand, you, you sat there, you were quiet. And I did the same thing too for, for a year. I, I didn't talk to anybody. And you, you just now I'm, you know, I'm more confident in my, myself. And I've been around for 10 years that I, I am kind of like one of the, the, the ball busters in the green room. Um, but it took me a while to get there. I didn't.
1: I still try to be, I, I, I will bust chops every now and then, but not really. I, I don't know, like, I always feel like, um, I remember what it was like being in a locker room nobody wanted you in. Yeah. Um, locker room also equates to green room. So when you're new, it's a lot of times people just kind of go like, oh, who's this guy? Like, And you try not to be that person. Oh, I'm that guy. <laughs> well, no, but like, you are and you aren't. Like, you say <laughs> that, but you're also not. You, you, you can be accommodating. There are people, though, that are very, like, not. And it's, they're very mean yeah. to people. And I don't like being like that because to me, I've been the young guy in the room who couldn't mm-hmm. stand up for himself and I don't like bullies. So okay. I, um, yeah, no, I tried to make it nicer.
0: Very fair. Okay. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of jump off that question and this kind of segues into the next one. What are your future goals in wrestling and comedy?
1: Uh, wrestling. I want to promote my own shows, and I want to uh, potentially agent or produce show, uh, so produce matches. Is that when you're gonna have me finally be like a, um, a manager for somebody? Sure, sure. He'll just come out. You're gonna manage um, the Brooklyn Brawler.
0: <laughs> you know what, dude? dude he's not wrestling so- anymore. I just
1: thought of a name. that was-
0: Sign me up to. I
1: would definitely manage the Brooklyn Brawler. I would love that. Yeah, I want to put something on. I have an idea for wrestling shows that's different. Oh, not different, but it's just uh, I'm more focused on a live show than I am on like long-term storytelling yeah. because I feel like a lot of what comedy is, when you show up to a comedy show, the show is a button, right? It's you have a beginning, you have a middle, you have an end, get out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like wrestling shows can be that same exact thing okay. where you can tell one story over the course of a show, and if you show up to the next show and you didn't see the first show, I don't want you to feel like I missed something. Okay. Um, so either I would make it so that there's a way to recap it all easily for everybody, or I would just make it. So the shows themselves are the production. That's it. Okay. Very good.
0: Very good. And comedy.
1: My goal is to continue doing comedy and, uh, headline and perform in theaters and, um, i don't make any illusions that i'm going to be on television i don't yeah i
0: don't do that for myself really either yeah. um it'd be I, nice if it happened
1: but my goal is to be funny and that's and how you could tell that
0: you're actually serious about comedy and and want to do it like you you know like somebody said to me today i said we're joking around i said i don't do it for like you know we talk about my podcast and stuff i said you don't do that stuff for the fame and fortune they go why not i would and I go, Well, that's why you don't do it yeah. i said if you get into anything as far as show business for fame and for fame and yeah, you'll, you'll quit day two. Yeah, it's 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 not glamorous, it's it's not fun, it's it's a lot of rejection and like I just recently was asked to send submit for something. And people I tell are very are very excited about it and, and more excited than I am. They're like, aren't you excited? I'm like, Well, yes and no. I'm like, I'm very flattered they reached out and they wanted me to submit for something. I said, But I've been in this way too long to to know that I know how this is probably gonna end. Probably not going to happen. I mean, this is right. But the goal is you work as hard as you can to get it, not expecting it to happen. And you know what? I I, I learned that lesson very early on. Uh, I was doing the um. I probably like, was about a year in the comedy, and they had the Montreal. The new just last thing. Yeah, the new faces. Edition. I was just starting at that point. They had the auditions then, and I got there. I was one of, I was like the first one there, and I was I was so nervous because I'm I'm like a year in, I'm, I'm maybe a little more, I, and I'm like one of the new guys on the show, and. I was just nervous. I'm like, this is my my first Montreal edition. And Carl LeBove was in the green room and he's just eating dinner. And he just looks turns over, he goes, Hey, Aunt, you nervous? I go, Actually, Carl, I'm very nervous. He goes, Why? You're not going to get it. And I go, What? He, I the first time we go, the thing we've got. And he's like, But don't worry about it, man. He goes, You're not going to get a lot of things. You probably get the most things you go for. He goes, You're going to. Go on a lot of auditions. You're going to have a lot of sets that, you know, or, or auditions for things, and you're going to go on some maybe interviews. You might even do like a pilot or something, it,
1: but you're not going to get any of it.
0: And then yeah. be, then you get that one thing, and then you'll be all right. And it, it kind of maybe, I was like, okay, and it, it calmed me down. And so I get that, yeah, if you get into it for fame and fortune, it's definitely not, you'll, not the right you'll thing You'll fail. Uh, somebody wants to know WWE or AEW? I don't know. Uh, I prefer the Indies. So more, you say AEW is more like like an, in, an indie-run company? Or? A lot of my
1: buddies are – I have buddies in both. Yeah. And um, I I think that both of them have their pros and both of them have their cons. I think that AEW is still trying to get its feet under it, so there's a lot of mistakes that they're making. I think WWE is ignoring a lot of elements and and leaning towards their, quote-unquote, strong suits, so I think that will always work for them. I think that's going to become a problem for them. I think one day they're going to snap and go, we can't do this anymore. Um I happen to like Japanese wrestling. I happen to like independent wrestling because mm-hmm. I feel like the two of them offer uh, an, uh, something that you wouldn't see in either of them, and that's why I like those better. But if I were to pick one or the other, I would pick probably WWE over AEW. But okay. that's not because of anything. That's just because NXT WWE is NXT SmackDown. It's uh, five. I mean, they've gotten uh, they have a lot for everybody. I think AEW once it gets its feet under, it, you're going to see a real. Um, Serious competitive wrestling.
0: Okay, and I hope so because that—that's that's what we, we
1: they're need. Great. I want them to succeed. I you love need
0: them. you need companies going off each other, and and I hope AEW is not. And I think the problem they have now they're trying to compete too soon.
1: Just do your own thing. Just. But the problem is you almost can't. can't it's hard come, because right. you have to. It's you're painted. You're painted into a corner where you have to acknowledge something, no, and their fan base wants them to be the counterpoint. Well, so Cody
0: did it night one. Yeah. No, They'll he did. He smashed
1: the throne. Smashed and, the
0: throne. Yeah. And he said, and you know, but and that, but I I kind of respect his interview afterwards because he said, now I can't go back. Yeah, and he goes, it was more. It's just as much. It was for me. He goes, it was more for me. Kind of like I I can't go back. This is it. I'm all. I'm I'm in. This is this is my. Th- you know, this is, I'm really committed to this. Because think about it. I mean, it, for any wrestler. I mean, WWE. Not that I'm saying it's a safety net, but like you, if you go out. A lot of them, they take the guys back, and they'll always... It's
1: a home for a lot They don't hold grudges. They look to they make money. They don't hold money. grudges. Everything's about making money.
0: Vince, wa- Vince wants to make money, but Cody was like, no, this is my thing, and and he, he made that statement, and I, I have absolutely uh,
1: respect that. Yeah. Here's a question
0: people like to ask uh, when I have a friend on. Dan, how would you describe
1: Anthony? Anthony's funny. Anthony is um, motivated. Um, he's a self-promoter. He is a... Uh, but he's also somebody that is he likes who he likes. He doesn't like what he doesn't like, and he will live and die by that sword uh, to the day. Uh, if if you don't like Star Wars and you talk to Anthony Dominico, you're gonna have a bad day. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> lose his mind on you. But on the same token, like. Um, I think he's fair. I don't think he he's uh holding a grudge about any of this type of stuff. Anthony and I have disagreed in a bunch of things. Uh, and we're still we have. we've had plenty of
0: many are we usually
1: argue most of the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, which is I fun. he and I have had like real like well not like real not, like really it's aggressive me getting my high pitched voice. <laughs> yeah it was like what do you mean by that? What is that supposed to be? And then I respond in kind with my like condescending tone of like, well, Anthony, and then I start talking, which upsets him even more. And, uh, but we still like each other. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that, that's, and I kind of brought that up on one of the bonus episodes that I've just been seeing way too many fights on social media and, and just in general, like people can't have too many points of views are out there and you can have your point of view. I can have my point of view. We can have a discussion about it. At the end of the day, we can still be friends.
1: Right. I I'm, I'm of the mindset that like, you know, um, I'm not religious at all, but, um, no. uh, there's a, a, a biblical story about Jesus and if he was a shepherd and you had a hundred sheep and one went away, you don't just only worry about the 99 sheep. You go get that one. Yeah. And to me, I don't like the idea of pushing people away for the argument when in reality we could all just talk together and I can understand your opinion and I could disagree with it, but it doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't yeah, mean it I'm was... going to stop talking to you. It's just, I, we disagree. It's a,
0: we, yeah, we disagree on a lot of you points of the world politically and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but we still, you know, we're still friends. Yeah. Whatever. I uh, mean, you're wrong, but I'm just kidding. I mean, you're wrong, but whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see
1: um, if you could wrestle anyone, who and why? Uh, Hulk Hogan to make as much money as humanly possible. <laughs> what do you like? That's the thing. Is, so like, if I were to, you want me to go back in time and like pick like a, a famous, wrestler, that's, like, a, that's a perfect answer. Right. I'm like like yeah. the answer is like, who do I want to wrestle? Who do I wrestle? Whoever's going to make me the most money? Because like, that's what you're, that's the goal. I right? would want that comeback done to me as well. I mean, yeah. I, like, you kidding me. You don't think that I bump like a maniac for the big bootleg drop in. Um, if I were to have like my favorite type of match, uh one of the matches that me it's unfortunately we can't do it. One of the matches Bill and I really wanted was a team called Crime Time. Um yeah, Shag Gaspard passed away. Uh so we really sad. wanted them. Um I wanna wrestle the Young Bucks one more time. I wanna wrestle um I don't want to wrestle singles matches really because I don't think that I think I can benefit more from a tag match. I think okay. I, I would enjoy a tag match more. Um but I'd love to wrestle uh so many different people. Um I don't wrestle everybody. It's my goal. I wrestle everybody. I want to wrestle everybody. I do. I do. There was a chance I was going to wrestle um, the Headbangers WrestleMania weekend. Really? And if you have any, so first of all, if you know the Headbangers, you're like, wait, they still yeah. wrestle? They do, and that's all I wanted. <laughs> like, I was pushing hard for that match, but. It didn't would, happen. WrestleMania didn't happen, but we had a couple of good matches lined up. We had the Ascension lined up that weekend. That's awesome. We, yeah. we had a couple, and um, that's really
0: well. Hopefully, everything comes back soon, and we're back doing our thing. You know, in the ring and behind the microphone as well. Hopefully, yeah. you know, And it's starting to. It's. I mean, we're, we're till we start tomorrow is food. Fit. Yeah, we get to go to restaurants, and you know, and guys, listen, I haven't forgot about the live podcast. It, it is going to happen. I'm. Just, I was a guest on it. Then hopefully, you know, when we. Get back to business. He could still be on it. You know what I'm going to do is, me and the venue have agreed to wait and see how the opening up process goes because we don't want to commit to a date and then have to push it back again because that's What's not fair to you guys. Effin' beauty in oh, Belmore, beauty. New York. That's right, that's and right. listen, guys, they're opening up tomorrow. They're going to have outdoor seating. Go support these local businesses. Seriously, I mean, for nothing else than just you know, if you're going to spend money, put it in people's pockets that have been open during this whole pandemic and that have really been trying. And uh, go support them. You guys wanted to sit in a restaurant. Here it is now. Let's, let's go do it. And f yeah. Beauty is a great place. And it will be the host. And then uh, wash
1: your hands. And wash your hands. It is really. I mean, the, the,
0: the fact that we have to tell people to wash their hands, I think. That's is, a big uh, problem. It is a problem. More than such a pandemic that we have to remind grown people to wash hands. But anyway. Dan, I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast oh, today. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank
1: you. This is thank this you. has
0: been awesome. Dan Barry, where can they find you? Dan Barry, tell them all the places where they can find everything. Dan Barry,
1: Twitter and Instagram at the Dan Barry. Make sure you go to anchor.fm slash Team Tremendous. Uh, yeah, to Team Tremendous to get the tremendously awkward podcast. Also available on iHeartRadio, Radio, uh, Pandora. No, I'm sorry, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Uh, you can go to my T-shirt store, TeamTremendous.BigCartel.com, or ProWrestlingTees.com/slash/TeamTremendous. I'm also on Cameo. If you feel like wasting ten dollars to have me say something stupid, Cameo.com/slash/TheDanBarry.
0: All right, and as always, WW Podcast available at www.podcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. Please five star rate and review. You want to follow me on Instagram? It's at ComicAnthonyD. The podcast is at WW Bro Podcast. And become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash WW Bro Podcast. We are played In and Out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Go and support his new band, Demon Scar. They're putting music out during this pandemic. They're doing like Zoom recordings. So definitely go check that out. Only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show. Great bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. And then get yourself an Uncle Cheese or a bacon, egg, and cheese. Folks, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 124. I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.